Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm Lisa Carpenter, Master Life Coach to driven, ambitious humans who want more out of life without having to sacrifice themselves to achieve it. I'll share how it's possible to slow down, take better care of yourself, find more peace and ease, create sustainable energy, stop procrastination and overwhelm, and fall in love with your life, your business, and your body. This podcast is for you if you're ready to learn what it takes to thrive as a high performer, do less, but achieve more, make you and your well-being a top priority, and create your extraordinary life. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm really excited to have a guest on today. Her name is Karen Argo, and we are going to be talking about the power of music as medicine and how it can be such an integral part of caring for ourselves. And it's simple. It's easy. It's free for the most part, right? Like, um, so Karen, thanks for joining me, first of all. In your Thank beautiful. you. It's an honor to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me onto the podcast. And for those of you watching video, Karen was just sharing with me her beautiful background, which is her <laughs> she shed, which I think is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, so we, I was gushing over that for a little bit. But Karen, I would love for you to introduce yourself to everybody who's listening and let them know your background and what brought you into this space of understanding that music really is medicine. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Well, I started off um, my all my career. I've been a pharmacist, a health professional. I have a master's in science in clinical epidemiology. Uh, prior to the pandemic, no one could spell epidemiology, but of course, <laughs> it's just a common household name. I have a doctor of pharmacy from the University of Toronto, but I had to make a decision at the end of high school. Was I going to go into music or I was going to go into pharmacy? I chose pharmacy with a promise to always go back. Um, so I've been playing classical guitar ever since I've been five years old um, but what ended up happening um, that promise didn't really happen until late sort of 2018 and a couple life events happened one um, I was rock climbing in San Francisco uh, with my son and I fell 15 feet free fall off of a rock climbing wall I ended up in nine hours in critical care at the Mark Zuckerberg San Fran General. They thought I broke my spine. Uh, in the end, it was just elbow reconstructive surgery, but that was one of my first aha moments when, you know, when something can be taken away from you and you're like, mm, maybe I need to bring that thing back sooner than I thought. And then a year later, my father was in the end stages of dementia. And um, at the end of life, uh, it his body told, stop telling him how to swallow so he could no longer swallow so at the last three days of life we just basically had to keep him comfortable we took out all the the tubes and the hydration and everything and all I could do Lisa was sit and play guitar by his bedside and my natural inclination as a pharmacist would be to be checking the charts and looking at his labs it, it didn't matter at that point mm. and out of the darkness he was basically non-responsive for a good 24 hours by that point um, out of the darkness he just I was playing this piece that I had played as a kid and he said the name of the piece sounds of bells and it was just eerie I couldn't believe it because so that's when I discovered the potency of music because I knew he was still there 
um, even though the outward signs told us something other. Uh, and so those two things really got me back into um, music. And now I combine music and health. So I'm still a health professional, but I do a lot of speaking on the health benefits of music. Wow. And, I, and to that point, I also completed a diploma in sound therapy just recently, a professional diploma through the British Academy of Sound Therapy. I love so, that so much. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious, and I, ha I have to ask this as you were talking, because I love how our lives take us in you know, life, life's things mm -hmm. happen. And then we think we're going one direction and then we need to take another direction. And I love how things always snap together in our lives. And we find this, at least I do, as I get older as a woman, I'm like, oh, all the puzzle pieces make yeah. so much more sense now. But I'm curious, what caused you to choose pharmacy over music way back in the day? How did you- That's a great question. I think intuitively, I always knew I wanted to help people. And so it just seemed to be the, and I love science. Like I, I, it was science and math. I was, my brain was very much there academically as a, as a kid. So I thought, why not do that? And it, it felt safe. It felt secure, yeah. right? It's that, it's that, oh yeah, I can do that. And I remember the look on my music teacher's face when I told him, uh, he was a professor at, he was teaching at the University of Western Ontario at the time, as well as teaching students privately like myself. And when I told him that I wasn't going to go into music, I think it looked like I killed his cat or something. I mean, he just was so shocked. That was the decision I had made. Um, but yeah, I think it probably is a combination of the desire to utilize that knowledge that I had, but also some safety and security yeah. as well we can't make wrong decisions in life. Like I believe this, like we just, we can't, but I do, you know, I work with so many women who circle back around to the fact that they made decisions based on wanting that safety or wanting that security only to find that their heart was really calling them in another direction. So I, I love how the universe orchestrated this for you <laughs> to really bring the two things that you love back together in such a beautiful and unique way. And this is why you have such a unique kind of thumbprint on this because of those different perspectives, like the real left brain analytical and the real right brain creative. Yeah. And, you know, I think I, I just feel sad sometimes that the creative arts, so to speak, aren't looked at as often with the same, um, Oh, what's the word I want to use? Level of admiration? Yeah, value, perhaps. Value, thank you. Yeah. As, you know, the the kind of more scientific side, whereas what you've actually discovered is the creative side is, is actually in many ways way more powerful for making an impact in this world. So I would love for you to share more about medicine is as music and what that really means to you and how people can kind of incorporate that into their lives. Yes. Well, the other day I was, uh, you know, before we came on the podcast, you were talking about sort of how your day and week had been going. And um, the other day I, I hit a wall, like my day was conspiring against me. Everything was going wrong. Um, my, elderly mother needed unexpected driving to an appointment. I had work crisis. I had uh, crisis things I had to deal with at home. And I was spinning like I was just spinning out of control and I couldn't do anything about it. So what I did, Lisa, is I just stopped. 
And I sat down for a minute and I said, I can't control what's going on in the outside. All I can do is control what's going on on the inside. So I turned on a piece of music that I had heard when I was in Scotland uh, the previous summer, a new piece of music that was, had been you know, arranged for guitar. And I just thought, I'm just going to put that on for a minute. And it took me right back mm -hmm. to that moment when I was in Scotland, when I was a human being, not a human doing. And it was only two or three minutes of time and that it took out of my day. And when I finished that experience, my day was still conspiring against me. Nothing had changed. The only thing that changed inside was me. Right. Because it brought me into the present moment, but also transported me very briefly to a time that reminded me that I can be centered. And so what I, you know, what we're talking about here is how we can use the power of music as medicine um, by intentionally choosing music uh, at times, especially when we're in, under stress, to relieve stress and build resilience so that we can be productive but more importantly, that we can be fully present for ourselves and for others. Yeah. And that's really what we're talking about here. The analogy is like a car, okay? We're in the dead of winter here in Ontario, right? Mm -hmm. Another snowstorm's coming in. You're out in BC, right? Yeah. So you've been at the experience where you've been driving your car and you hit a snowstorm and maybe you get pulled into the ditch because I've experienced this. And what happens? What's the first thing you do? Well, you try and press the gas, right? But what happens in that case? You start spinning the wheels and the car is shaking and the exhaust coming out and the windshield wipers are going and you're getting more and more frustrated. So what do you need to do in that situation? You need to stop mm -hmm. to assess what you need and then you need to move forward. So once you stop and you've assessed what you needed, sometimes we need to put the gear, the car into first gear, sort of crawl ourselves. There's certain music that can help us do that. Or sometimes we realize we need a push. That's not going to work. Someone's going to have to push us out of this problem. But there's music that can help you with that. And last but not least, sometimes you just got to let it all go and release it all and get a toe. And again, we have types of music that can help tow us. And we can talk about that as well, out of that situation. And that's what I'm talking about, music as medicine, because um, sometimes you can't change the exterior. All you can do is change what's going on inside. Well, and I talk about this a lot, right? For anybody listening, you've probably heard me say this before, but you can draw a circle outside of your feet. Everything inside the circle is your, you can be responsible for. Everything outside of the circle, you can't be ever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love what you say that the, that, you know, your day was conspiring against you because I would argue that your day was conspiring for you <laughs> to remind you to come back home to your work mm -hmm. and chill out. Right. So often the work that we do is also the things that we're here to learn. And, um, you know, because this is your work, right. To pull you back into integrity and say, okay, what, what is it that I need to give myself right now? So. Right. That's what it looks like to be personally responsible when life is lifing and you're like, okay, I can only be responsible for myself. What are the tools in my toolbox that can support me coming back to center, support me being present in this moment? And right. music is such a simple and easy way to do that. So I would love for you to share about, you know, the push, the pull, the different types of music that you use. Cause I know I have different types of music that I use depending on <laughs> what my mood is. Sometimes I need raging music 
Karen. Yes. Sometimes I absolutely. need ragey music, right? Sometimes in the gym, I need, I'm there to like move some energy and I need some ragey music. But I've also learned like if I am feeling a bit anxious, mm-hmm. ragey music is not the right music to put on this morning. No. It's like bilateral beats and some really soft classical. I know I'm getting old because now I'm like gravitating towards classical, <laughs> but it is a higher frequency vibration that that type of music yeah. versus the, you know, headbanger heavy metal from the eighties that I grew up with. So I'd love for you to share kind of these yeah. different types of music. So, I mean, we can talk about music in terms of getting us unstuck. We can also talk about music in terms of the form of concentration. Cause a lot of your listeners are probably um, people who are working, who are juggling family work, yeah. all sorts of responsibilities. I mean, when we look at, there's, there's a big study that was done in over 7,000 people called the music as medicine study. And what they did is they found the dose of music, just like we have doses of drugs. Wow. This is why it all aligns for me. And you talk about, it's, it's crazy. It's like your coffee to wake you up in the morning and your glass of wine, which I know we shouldn't be drinking, Don't but do that. <laughs> that night. <laughs> to wind us down at night but we now know the dose of music so we now know that happy music can make us happy in less than nine minutes that's the optimal listening duration now it's very personal as to what kind of music you would listen to but that might be the first gear to get you out of the first you know into out of the car unstuck Um, and the onset is less than five minutes we also know that sad music can actually help us in ways that we don't realize it actually acts as a trusted friend. And when I was driving back and forth between home and London, Ontario, when my father was at end of life, it's about an hour and a half drive. I would intuitively put on sad music. I didn't know why I was doing it at the time. And I would be crying, like driving down the highway. I couldn't even see out of the windshield, but it just let me release everything so that I could, get in a better headspace and actually music therapists use sad music in that way to help meet their client where they're at and then gradually you know increase the happiness or the joyfulness of the music and i was doing this intuitively not realizing what i was doing so sometimes that's the the toe right you just have to release everything and have a really good cry um and uh we also know people use music for relaxation so that might be you know letting you relax and getting a push out but the 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 doses are 13 minutes music can release sadness um nine minutes for music to optimal listen duration for happiness and um interestingly uh on the topic of concentration because i know a lot of people are working and they say some people to this really interesting uh cringy cringeworthy instagram post where i ask people do you listen to music for concentration and I would say 50% of people said, absolutely not. I cannot have any sound on. And 50% of people said, I can't work without music. Um, interestingly, I'm in the camp that I can't listen to music when I'm working. Like I need complete silence or just sort of white noise or brown noise. But if you are, I think my brain tries to think too much about the music. But when I am listening, of course, that's a whole other, it's more active. Um, but if you're in the camp that you can work or must work with music, they, you're, to your point about classical, they say music without lyrics is your best choice. Yeah. And then the next choice is maybe music with lyrics, but stuff you're not familiar with. So you and can't then sing worst, along. Yeah, yeah. And then the worst <laughs> is music you're familiar with because you're now you're thinking, right? Right. 
So it just depends on what camp uh, you're in as to which way you go on that. So yeah. fascinating the the studies behind it. I did not hmm. know that. And you know, one of the tools that I I encourage my clients to work with because I started this for myself. So so many women who are really driven, ambitious, we didn't really grow up with uh, emotional fluency. So we have yeah. all these emotions, but for most of us, our parents didn't really teach us emotional fluency. For many of us, it was stop crying. What's wrong with you? Fuck <laughs> it up, buttercup, right? So we really yeah. learned at a young age to not trust what we were feeling and that there was right. not a lot of value in what we were feeling. However, in order to be a whole human, we need to be able to tap into our emotions. Otherwise they keep us trapped. They absolutely like just keep us trapped. So I have a crying playlist because I was the girl in therapy when everything started going down in my life that was like, what is wrong with all you people in here? Like mm -hmm. get it together, not realizing that I also was a hot mess on the inside. So my <laughs> crying, my crying playlist allowed me to move that emotion in a way that felt safe for me because I didn't know how to, how to feel. And that I think is the power of emotion for so many people, even though the majority of the population is disconnected from their emotional body. They can mm -hmm. always access it through music, whether it's sad music, whether it's happy music, right? Like we, we all have memories tied to music. Do you remember making mixed tapes back in the day, Karen? Yes. Yes. Song? Yes. Or how many times have you been driving down the highway, Lisa, and a song you love comes on the radio yes. and in an instant you're rolling down the windows, singing in full voice, right? Feeling joyful and free. And like the guys are passing you on the highway and you're like, well, you're just singing away. But because it can transport you right back to that high school gym or that first kiss or whatever it is, music lights up more parts of our brain than any other stimulus. And it lights up the same parts of the brain as cocaine, chocolate and sex. So no wonder, you know, it works. It's the same. It's the same parts of the brain that it works on. But the problem, you know, you talk about emotion is especially in when we talk about your listeners who are perhaps in the workforce or, or juggling work and family is I don't know where we got the notion that emotions don't belong in the workplace. Mm. When you come home from work or you've been at a day at your desk, what's the first thing you do? You talk about the emotions, right? You're like, this person pissed me off and this happened and that happened. You don't say, well, I sent 50 emails and I wrote three reports. No, you talk about how you felt. And that's why music is so important because it can bring on good feelings or it can take us to a different feeling place so that we can be fully present, productive. Um, it's almost can be a form of meditation because music forces us to follow the beat. That's why you have to be in the moment when you're listening to music. Um, it takes you into the present moment so well. It really does. I love the power of music. And, it, you know, it's, it's something that I use often. And at the same time, I still forget the power that it holds because it is so simple. And so often people are looking, me included, for you know, these powerful productivity hacks without yeah. even recognizing it's always the simplest things. This is a hack. Productivity. Right. This is a hack that is right at your disposal. It's readily accessible. It's, you know, the work of musicians is, is highly, you know, costly in terms of their time and expertise, but it's at low cost to you because you can pull it off anywhere. Um, and it's right at your fingertips. 
for example, you know, if you're having a really bad day at your desk and you need just to step away, go for a walk around your workspace and put on a track um, and let your mind wander. Uh, there's a, a part of our brain called, or a network called the default mode network. And it's interesting, there's a lot of posts on this recently about this default mode network in that it's where, um, you know, why do you get your best thoughts in the shower? Or why when you step away from your desk, does the solution come to you? It's not when you're working away, it's when you've stepped away and you're like, oh, now the pieces come together. We now know through functional MRI imaging studies that music can activate that default mode network. So just like shower thoughts or stepping away and mind wandering, um, music can actually help you take those pieces of information that you may have been stuck on how to get to the solution and arrive at the solution. The problem though is when we're working at our desks, and we are stuck. What do the three things we typically do? First thing we try and numb, which is, oh, I'm stuck. I'm going to flip through my social media and scroll and scroll and scroll. But the problem with that is it creates inefficiency because we now know that it takes 23 minutes and 15 seconds to get back on task after you've checked your, your social media and your phone in that capacity, plus the time you were on the phone. So you're between 20 minutes and 30 minutes of lost productivity right off the bat. If we don't numb, then we try and hustle. Yeah. Hustling is the, the oh, I'm going to multitask. I'm going to work at my desk while eating my lunch and petting the cat and doing three things at once. Well, we lose productivity up to 80% and you never get into flow state. Flow state is that deep thinking. You'll never hit flow state if you're um, hustling. Um, and then the, the last thing we do is we become apathetic. We just go throw up our hands and that's when decision-making breaks down. So numbing, um, hustling, becoming apathetic, all those things are the things we tend to do when we're stuck and we're overwhelmed because right. we're trying to find a way out. But you could enter music, which is a productivity hack um, and a motivation hack that we just don't always think about. Right, because, you know, numbing, disconnecting all of those things you talked about, those are ways of avoiding being in connection with ourselves. Absolutely. And music is that powerful way to connect us in with ourselves because overwhelm is, is just, um, it's a lack of understanding what is the most important thing that needs to get done. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it's just a lack of top priorities. But we often get so into our stuff about, well, what do I want to do? What do I want to do first? What do I need to do first? Right? We, we juggle yeah. all these different things. So I'm really curious, what music would you say is, so we talked about classical, so not having any lyrics or, or such. Mm -hmm. Where would a person start to discover what's the best for them? Yeah, I think that's a lot of trial and error. It's very personal, uh, extremely personal. Um, I mean, there's lots of suggestions on Spotify. I do have, like you, I have playlists, motivation playlist, um, uh, you know, a, a relaxation playlist. But I think it comes down to experimenting. But the general rule of thumb of, of instrumental versus with lyrics is kind of the first division point. Um, we know that like video game music, for example, is specifically designed to keep people in the game. Um, Fascinating. Yes, that's why that music is designed to keep you playing. Um, but music acts as an anchor. It can bring you, like I said, into, into current thinking. Um, the three, uh, 
one one area that um, is very interesting is music for relaxation. There's actually a track called Weightless. It has over there's um, it, it was basically consciously designed music. So if you Google consciously designed music and actually the British Academy of Sound Therapy has a number of tracks out there that's for music designed to, to achieve certain outcomes. But this track Weightless, and we can put the link in the show notes if, yeah. if anyone's interested, okay. um, was designed through a ambient music group in the UK called Marconi Union. And then the head of the British Academy of Sound Therapy, Liz Cooper, and they actually created, they tested all these tracks and they put together a piece of music, but it doesn't have lyrics. And they put biofeedback markers on people and they gave them either a, a massage. So, and people love the massage or listening to this track Weightless. And what they found is the track Weightless through biofeedback markers had greater um, production of relaxation through objective measures than the massage, even though people love the massage. So though, and there's like a two minute version, an eight minute version, and then like a 10 hour version online. I think it's had over 50 million streams on YouTube. It's so relaxing, they actually recommend you don't listen to it while driving a car. Because, wow. yeah, so whether you're in the bath or, um, you know, sitting on the sofa or just, you know, relaxing at the end of the day, this track Weightless is really amazing for relaxation. So you can, you can Google consciously design music, but I would say it would be definitely very personal. I mean, we know music that sort of hits at about 60 beats per minute, and there are tracks out there that are listed like that. Um, that's our heartbeat. Um, are designed more for relaxation and then music that's hitting at about 140 or 150 beats per minute that's just basically upbeat music we know is better to for motivation and to prime our bodies and our brains for action during the day um so yeah so i'm just i love i love music i love frequency i love sound and i love that science is starting to recognize the power of mm -hmm. sound, right? Because this, well, pretty much every year at the end of the year to help my clients celebrate their year, I have a sound healer come in she oh, bowls and things and stuff. Right? Yeah. And so many of my clients have never experienced that before. Mm. It's so relaxing for them. Mm. Um, you know, and she plays different frequencies to hit different areas of the body, but I would love to know, are we advancing in terms of actually using sound and music to heal? Because I'm not anti, um, you know, pharmaceuticals. They yeah. have their time in their place, right? They've saved yes. life on many yeah. occasions. However, I would love to see a shifting back to where we are employing much more natural things to treat the body as opposed to always slapping a drug, a pill or something on it. Um, and because sound, I think, so deeply connects us into ourselves, which is that disconnect from ourself, dis-ease that disease yeah. in ourselves is really what mm. creates so many problems i'd love for you to speak on that if there's research yeah, there is this is a burgeoning area this is an area of great um a lot of research i mean if we break it down you talked about like your singing bowl uh, someone coming with the bowls yeah. that a lot of that works through sympathetic resonance we know that if you strike one tuning fork and you strike another one of the same frequency, the other one will start vibrating even if they're not touching. Mm -hmm. So that's just strictly physics. 
Okay. So it's, and I, ha as a scientist, I have to break it down like this because it has a complete and utter sense to me. Um, the other is through rhythmic entrainment. You and I probably remember those big speakers that your parents had with the woofer and the tweeter. I remember lying on the ground, yeah. feeling that beat. Feeling it. It's the same way that say athletes um, on a playing field will entrain with each other or dancers on a stage. We borrow energy from each other. So that's again, a physical thing, a physics uh component and then neurochemicals we know music changes dopamine um, the feel-good hormone reduces our cortisol levels increases our oxytocin the love hormone affects endorphins and serotonin so when you ask about the science i i'm firm believer you music is something that we add to as sonic medicine to our armamentarium interesting study being done out of uh, alberta by a clinical pharmacologist, he received a grant to study the effect of music on drug metabolism. Oh, so because of the effect on neurochemicals is so high that you might, a beta blocker is a drug for the heart, you might be prescribed Bach with your beta blocker. They are looking specifically at types of tracks of music that can help, that might help drug metabolism. So that's one big area. Obviously, how we feel is, is subjective. That's another area. Another really big area, too, is in pain. Uh, interestingly, a clinical practice guideline that came out for children after operation, so their post-op pain control in pediatrics, music had received a top recommendation. Not just music therapy, just played music. It reduced a whole host of outcomes, including the amount of pain medication that was needed for these kids, um, markers of anxiety and stress in these children after surgery. To get a top recommendation in a medical clinical practice guideline, you have to be a rock star. Like the drug has to really, really work. So the fact that music received that, so again, it's not in place of drugs, but it's in addition to. So we might see music used in that way. And, and the fact that it's entered now into the medical arena in, in oh. terms of looking at drug metabolism and even clinical practice guidelines is, is pretty big. Do you think it's possible for it to replace some drugs? That's a great question. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I think it would be in combination with other modalities. Uh, I, I love the concept of layering things mm -hmm. so for example you've probably heard the term habit stacking yeah. habit stacking is taking something you're already doing and then you stack something you want to feel or want to create so um classic example i use is you have to brush your teeth well the canadian dental association probably recommends you brush your teeth twice a day morning and evening right now how long do they want you to brush your teeth for two to three minutes yeah guess so that what's the t average duration of a song Two minutes. Oh, fascinating. So why not create a playlist for your morning routine and your evening routine? And you play one song that shifts you into the right mood while you're brushing your teeth. So you've just habit stacked. You've done something you have to do. And I'm usually like out the door, right? So how can you slow that down? A friend of mine's a teacher and during the pandemic, she was going into the classroom and she was having one of her horrible days. And she said, Karen, I took your advice and I just put on some happy music. And she's dancing in the classroom and her colleague walks by and goes like, what happened to you? When you came in the door, you weren't the same person as you are now. So it's, it's around layering it on top of what you're doing already. Right. So it's just, you know, what I'm hearing you say is that it's so easy for people to start. 
Yeah. You just have to make a decision. So I talk a lot about choosing how you want to feel, right? Because life, mm. life is always going to life, right? Things are always coming at us. We're all juggling a lot of responsibilities. But at the end of the day, we do have a choice in how we want to feel. But yeah. it means making choices that support how we want to feel. Exactly. <clears throat> so music is a, such a simple way to do that. So where would somebody get started? How many playlists do you, do you suggest people put together playlists for themselves? Like, where would they start with this? Like I said, I've got my crying playlist. Yes, I think playlists are a really good place to start. You can obviously select different moods you want to create and then keep adding to those playlists, whether it's on Spotify or whatever um, way you access your music. Um, another big thing is music in your work routines. So an average person sits down and works about 30 to 90 minutes at a time, right? So if we, if you consciously find those five or 10 minute break times where you can actually put on music, either just sitting at your desk or maybe going for a quick walk around the block or whatever it may be, or walking around your workspace, listening to music has been shown to increase our cognitive focus. Mm -hmm after we've listened so the next bout of work you're more likely to be productive um, your productivity will will be enhanced yeah. so instead of scroll instead of numbing and overloading and becoming apathetic using that time in in your work routines another way a third way i like to recommend is is a music timer for tasks sometimes i find i don't know if you've ever found this lisa where you're trying to sit down to do work and it's like squirrel oh i can't do it right now i'll put a load of laundry and i'll do this i'll do that if you if you are one of those types of people who can listen to music setting a playlist for about 45 or 50 minutes say of instrumental music you start your work when that playlist start and you start and you do not get up until that playlist ends. So it's, it's a timer to keep you at your desk to at least start the work. Cause as we know, motivation isn't what keeps us going. It's action, right? It's so much easier to write a report if you have a few points down already. So music is one of those things that can help prime the brain and ready you for action. And you can tie that as a timer for your tasks to complete something, at least getting something down on paper. Um, yeah, fourth one is music as a morning ritual. I use the example of habit stacking. That's a, a really great one, whether it's making the bed, brushing your teeth, whatever it may be, having it um, consciously on at that time. And then conscious listening of music. We now know that music, if you listen for anywhere between 10 and 30 minutes, can actually increase our heart rate variability Increased heart rate variability is actually a good health outcome because it shows that we're, if our parasympathetic, our fight and flight is on, we're also being able to stimulate our, our rest and digest the parasympathetic through music. So conscious listening, and I'm not talking music as auditory wallpaper going on in the background. I mean, sitting down and listening to something for 10 minutes has actually been shown to have lasting effects throughout your day on your heart rate variability, which can improve your sleep and can improve other outcomes as well. So really is about the intentionality of it, using music, using music intentionally to yes. support your nervous system regulation is really what I'm hearing. Exactly. Yep. And, and yes, precisely. That's precisely it. Because the problem is we're oftentimes in cognitive overload, right? Like right now you're probably thinking, mm, is the sound okay? What question am I going to ask Karen next? Where are we going with the conversation? Even though we think we're in the moment, we're not because our brains are back there 
and over here, our brains are like a sketch pad and it, you put all these things on the sketch pad, but it can only hold so much. And then we get into cognitive overload. Mm -hmm. Music helps us relieve that cognitive overload by bringing us into the present. Yeah. Well, I know that most of my clients are running patterns of chronically being offline in terms of their nervous system dysregulation. Mm -hmm. And it shows up from overdoing, being over busy, juggling all the things, constantly chasing goals, right? These, these are all symptoms of um, nervous system dysregulation. They're coping mechanisms and yeah. our whole job. Like we didn't come to this work as you, to this planet as you said, to be human doings, we're here to enjoy our lives, mm -hmm. but we get so caught up in all the things that really don't matter at the end of the day, which you recognize when your father was really ill, <laughs> you've fallen, right? Like none of that other garbage even matters. No, it's what's here today in front of me. And I love that music can just so quickly and easily, especially if you're intentional about it, bring you back to just the present moment. Um, and, you know, I use, it's called Pomodoro. Have you heard that term? Yeah, before? the technique. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's what you're basically saying is use music for that. Yes. And for yes. me, I need, like, I work better. I think it's probably my undiagnosed, self-diagnosed ADD or ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> I work better with ambient noise. And mm -hmm. I often will go to YouTube and find a playlist for studying or whatever, just to help my brain focus so I can sit down and do things. Um, and because, you know, I've had a, a, bitty, a bit of a crazy year this past year, I really found my cognitive ability um, was compromised yeah. because my nervous system was so fired up and music became such a grounding way to just, okay, Lisa, we're going to do this for 20 minutes. Let's get your brain to focus. It was That's, really powerful. Cool. It's a per, it's like when, you know, when you'd back up your car, I intuitively am turning down the radio and sometimes I'm rolling down the window. Your brain can only do one thing at a time. Well, and music allowed bring, it's like an anchor, right? It anchors you, um, you know, even Tony Robbins, you know, the inspiration, he has a playlist for his, uh, you know, unleash the power within. And the reason is, is so that when people leave his, his session, they take that playlist so they can re-experience oh, that. That, many... that state. Exactly. Cause you know what you're like at those sessions, you're like, rah, 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 I feel great. Uh, and then the minute you leave, it's over. Right. And you're like, all right, I'm back to my regular routine. Yeah. He uses that playlist so that people can anchor those feelings uh, that they had at his session. Oh, so fascinating. You know, I asked on social media once, cause I'm like, is this a getting older thing? Like when you're, <laughs> you're lost and you have to turn down the radio because you have to focus so much. And somebody said like, the reason you have to do that is because your brain needs to focus so hard. You can't even have music going. And I was like, wow, I did not, did yeah. not know that. Yeah. It's a cognitive overload. It's that, that sketch pad idea. Eventually it gets too full and you just, your brain can't process. Wow. But that's why music works, because when you are at that spot and you're full, it allows you to really you know, become singular. Mm -hmm. So yeah. interesting. So Karen, tell me and all our listeners, how, 
how do you work with people? What is your work? What do you do? Well, you? Do you help <laughs> that's a great question. Um, while I'm still a, you know, a pharmacist and I still am doing my, my pharmaceutical consulting, I, I spend a lot of time uh, speaking on the health benefits of music. So I do corporate talks, uh, keynotes, workshops. Um, I also purely play at events as well. I run music and wine pairing. I just did an event this past weekend for a retired uh, business group. Um, I play, you know, at, at various events. And then also uh, because I just completed my diploma in sound therapy, I do go out and work with groups doing drumming circles, mm. um, soundscapes, sound baths uh, in a group setting. So speaking, playing, and also the sound therapy, but all grounded in the science and the stuff that I know works. So that's amazing. I love that you've married those two, right? Because for a lot of the women that I work with, if it's too on the woo side, they, yeah. can't, they can't access that. No. And there is space for, to leave room for magic and not really understanding why things work and just allowing them to work. But it's also so fascinating to find out the science behind it mm -hmm. as well. And I love that, that you're able to bridge both sides to really make it understandable for people and not just like, hey, this works because yeah. I see it works. Yeah. So that's awesome. Where can people find you, Karen, if they want to book you or? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm on Instagram as Karen Agro Guitar, uh, Facebook at the same. I have a website, uh, KarenAgro.com and also LinkedIn, uh, just my name, Karen Agro. So I'm on all the major platforms. Um, you can always, my, my accounts are fully open. You can always direct message me. Um, so yeah, I really, I'm really having fun with it. It's a lot of fun. And it's, it, it, like you said, at the very beginning, we, we sometimes leave these parts of our lives. And I really encourage your listeners to listen to themselves when, if there's something missing to, to find a way to bring it back. For me, it required a couple tragic events. So I, I, it, it, I had to kind of have a couple aha moments before I could bring them back, but I'm, I'm so glad I did. You know, I find for most of us, Karen, it requires that we have those big, powerful wake up moments to, to find the parts of ourselves that we've left behind because we discarded them as not being as valuable or, or whatever it may be. So, you know, it's crappy that things happen to us as humans and they are, there's so many blessings in them when you look when you look beyond the actual event, because they often do lead us right back home and to what we need to find within ourselves. So thank you so much for coming on. This has been a really great conversation. Uh, and I hope that it inspires my listeners to really think about the power of music for grounding their nervous system, right? For, for centering yeah. themselves, for getting more present, but also for supporting their productivity because we have to have both, right? Yeah. And that's a big part of, of my work is the being like, who are you being? How are you showing up in the world? And we still have to go out and, and take action. We can't just spin in a field of daisies all day long and own our way <laughs> to success, right? Like we have, we have stuff to do. So I really love this conversation about how music can be such a powerful and easy way to, to, to find both. So thank you. I love your work and I follow you on, on Instagram and I just, uh, I just love what you're doing for, for your listeners and your clients. And I just appreciate this message being brought forward. It's, 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 wonderful. An, it's an important one. You know, we talk about self-care so flippantly, <laughs> but it really is about caring for self. It's about saying I matter in my life and what are the tools that I can use to care for myself 
And music has always, always, always been such a big part of my world, yet it's the thing I often forget to turn to. Yes. I don't, I talk to my corporate groups about the fact that you can't solve burnout with a bubble bath no. or a nice massage or a check at the end of the year. We need regular systemic things that are brought in our lives, tools that we can, like, as you said, tools or hacks that we can bring in. And uh, it's just, it's just one of those that we tend to forget about, but uh, we're now learning so much more about why it works. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing, Karen. I know my listeners are going to appreciate this message so much. So I will put all of Karen's information in the show notes so you can check out her work there. And I will uh, list the um, the piece of music. Yeah, the wait list. We'll give you that link as well. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So we'll put everything in the show notes. So you guys will have everything. So make sure you check it out and go give Karen a follow on social media and support her work. Thanks so much for being on Karen. I really appreciate you coming. Thanks, Lisa. I really appreciate being here.